0: Welcome to Speaking of Business. I'm Goldie Hyder of the Business Council of Canada. When COVID-19 started to spread in Canada, our lives changed almost overnight. Suddenly, we became more dependent than ever before on technology. And as we learn how to coexist with the virus over the coming months, we will be relying on new technology to help us through even more. My guest today is a true champion of innovation. As President and CEO of Siemens Canada, Faisal Kazi oversees 4,000 employees who are focused on finding solutions to some of the biggest challenges of our time, including sustainable energy, intelligent infrastructure, healthcare, and manufacturing. Welcome to the podcast, Faisal. Great to have you here. Thank you very much, Goldie. Thank you for having me here. Well, let's jump right in. I mean, you know, Siemens, of course, a well-known global company or its a leader here in Canada. Talk to us about how the pandemic has changed the way you're operating both nationally and perhaps even globally.
1: Yes, Goldie, it actually changed uh, quite a bit. And as you know, we, uh, just to give you an idea, Siemens in Canada at least has about 44 offices. Uh, we have about 10 factories and we are electrifying, automating and digitalizing all the critical infrastructure in this country, from energy to industry to healthcare. And uh, once we realized the situation with COVID nineteen, we had to actually pivot really fast. And we 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 were essential suppliers, so we had to keep our operations open. Uh, nevertheless, we said, you know, the health and safety of our employees will be the number one priority. Having said that, you know, we could categorize our employees into three categories. So the first category being the employees who are going into the offices. And fortunately, you know, we have been uh, driving, you know, remote working for a long time. So a lot of our employees are very used to working from home. So what we said to them is that, you know, if you can work from home, then you must work from home. Here, the challenge was more, you know, maintaining the the IT the bandwidth of our networks, et cetera, to, you know, from about twenty percent people working remotely. To now suddenly switching to more than ninety or ninety-five percent, and uh, and I'm I'm glad you know our IT folks got that correct, and so that systems are working well, but it's a it's a it's a big change. So the people going into the offices, of course, we have to ensure the cleaning is hospital-grade cleaning. We ensure that we are keeping the the physical distancing. We have screenings and registrations. So all the measures on the place the second set of employees category is the people who are running the factories and the factories had to run and this was i would say a bigger responsibility and our people were going in and and we had to of course implement first all the measures of physical distancing and you know cleaning and screening etc but what we had to actually remap our working processes and uh, to ensure that our process is set up now in a way that the process doesn't allow people to come closer to each other. So there was remapping in our factories. And then, of course, we went to double shifts or triple shifts to ensure that at a given time we don't have a full workforce in the factory. So that was quite a change, and uh, we managed through that. The other element is, of course, the service employees. There we have all the protection equipment has been provided to our employees, but there is an aspect which we don't control. And that's why we are very, very focused on that. And that is the sites where they are going to our customers. We have to make sure that those sites are, you know, fulfilling the requirements of physical distancing, et cetera, and our employees would be would be safe. So that's brought in another process of, you know, checking the status of the site, before sending our employees there and we have a logo is no job has priority over safety so that's the principle we are following and we are running the operations to your question globally i think we have proven our resiliency our supply chains are running so very very well running and also the same status as in uh, as in canada we our operations have been running of course in countries like india and other countries like spain Uh, Italy. Uh, During the crisis, we had to shut down uh, factories and offices. But we are well managing. Uh, We are a big community. We talk every week, uh, all the CEOs of the different Siemens organizations, and, and we are working through it.
0: Well, that's great. Thank you for sharing that with us and give our listeners a good picture of what it means to be an essential service and yet make sure that safety and well-being of employees uh, is paramount. Now, you also mentioned customers in your response there. So, I want to ask you, what are you hearing from customers, particularly as we get ready to restart the economy? You know, I, I saw a LinkedIn post from you that talked about how the IoT can be a contributor to create a safe workplace. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, Goldie. So I think now we all want to get the economy back and we want to get back into business. But we also, I think everybody who I talk to says, you know, the health and safety is number one priority. And that is where, you know, innovation is coming in. And we have our digital building IoT applications. It's an IoT app, which allows us to, you know, manage the building occupancy Even it can run analytics on how many people are where, how is the occupancy of the building. We can do thermal assessments. And if you have visitors coming in, you can track the visitors, how they are moving within the business. And it allows also social distancing. So this app, which has been there, but we have enhanced it, I think is going to play a crucial role to people like me and you when we are asking our people to go back into the offices. I don't feel comfortable today and I, I rather have IoT application, which is, you know, monitoring this. So I know exactly what's going on. And, and a very interesting fact is uh, about the elevators. And so we have in our office said only one person per elevator. And you can imagine now what kind of a traffic jam that can create in front of the elevator. So so our guys have come up with that innovation as well. So you can call the elevator on demand. So you don't need to stand there. And once your turn comes, it's going to ring the bell on your mobile phone and you can go there. So I think this is something we are really, you know, looking forward to, to bring this technology into Canada and give it to our colleagues and uh, to the industry to use and ensure that people are safe, that we ramp up the economy back while this crisis is going on in a safe and in a secure manner.
0: I must say I'd heard of, you know, as few as four to an elevator, but I had not heard one. So that's taking it to a whole new level. But as you said, technology can be an enabler and, uh, and facilitate safety at the same time. What other examples do you have? Because I know you're huge uh, on innovation, as I said in my introduction, and it's often said that necessity is the mother of invention. What are some of the innovations that you're developing now or down the road that you think will help us get through this, uh, this situation?
1: So Goldie, I think you're right. What I see now is that there is a significant acceleration towards digitalization. And what I also realized that the solutions, uh, which we already had, uh, were not maybe fully utilized. So like we have currently our remote services, we had our smart grid solutions, the digital uh, building solutions, the digital design and simulation tools. And this crisis have, uh, you know, pushed us to use them more And they are proving to be very, very efficient. So I'll give you from our digital grid side an example. So one of the Canadian provinces suspended the time of use for electricity rate just to help the people in the province. And we use this energy IP system, which is the backbone of the system. We could seamlessly, you know, fulfill that wish of the government and managing, you know, the the back-end billing processes for all the people. So that's, that's something, you know, the technology came in, where we are also seeing current technologies you know, the hospitals have different requirements now. They want secure, clean rooms. They want a different kind of a nurse call system. They want a pressurized control environments. So we have implemented wireless locks and technologies which are making sure that our frontline workers, the people who are working in the hospital, etc., are are secure, so this is ongoing. And there are many more examples, but to your question on new innovations, I think the first step for us was when we were, we have been following Germany, Spain as part of a global company and the US. The first step was to create a concept for temporary healthcare facilities, you know, mobile healthcare facilities conversion of facilities, of hotels and other buildings into hospitals. I'm mean, luckily, I think we didn't in Canada, we didn't see that crisis, which uh, we saw elsewhere in New York and other places. Uh, but we are ready for that. We have a concept for that and we are ready to implement. What I'm really proud, you know, we have pivoted fast. Uh, we are going to uh, now launch in Canada the COVID testing. So we not only it's about positive testing of the COVID cases, but also antibodies testing. So this is something our healthcare business, Siemens Health Engineers, is going to launch end of this month. And then as I said, these IoT applications, this is, I think, a, a game changer. It not only safeguards people going into the buildings, but it is also, you know, increasing the efficiency of the buildings and reducing the the energy consumption because it has also elements like controlling the light so depending on how the sun is shining outside the dimmers will automatically dim the light so in our own office we could reduce the consumption of electricity by almost uh, 50% in in the areas we have installed that so these are technologies and I I tell you uh, Goldie We have a list of these new technologies. Uh, Two weeks ago, we had two pages full of these technologies. Last week in our global call, we had four pages. So people are coming up with new innovations. And that's what I really like, that the bright side of this is that it has Hmm. accelerated innovation everywhere.
0: Well, I can I can hear it in your voice. I can hear the excitement in your voice. And you're right. This is a common theme I've heard in, in a lot of my CEO interviews. And that is, on the one hand, it's driven innovation, and which, is, which is obviously a good thing. But it's also accelerated the adoption of that innovation and the digital transformation on the customer side. So certainly a, a legacy in, in, on the positive of, of this unfortunate situation we're in. Let's talk a little bit more about Siemens from a global perspective. You've launched a global fund. To help those uh, in need during this crisis, tell us how it works.
1: Yes, Goli. So I think uh, we at in our top management teams and our management board, I think we we said, you know, this is the time for a company like Siemens, which is 172 years old, to give back to the society. I know it's a difficult time for ourselves, for our employees, for all of us. So that's the spirit we want to give back. And so we launched under the the branding of Siemens Caring Hand, uh, a global fund to support uh, people in need globally. And it has two elements. The first element is employee donations. We have very generous employees and uh, Siemens uh, has said that every dollar donated by our employees will be matched by the company. So this is uh, this this starts. And then the second element is the commitment of the senior management. And we, as a senior management across the world, have committed that we will donate our entitlements from our our own entitlements. And I'm actually quite proud to say that we just started some weeks ago. And at the moment, we have already have more than 11 million euros collected, which is a pretty impressive sum. It will be like 16, 17 million Canadian dollars. Uh, And we are going to give it to the people, and to the organizations which need them most.
0: That's phenomenal. What what an incredible program that is. Uh, Thank you for sharing that with us, and thank you for the leadership that you and your company are showing. I also heard that uh, your employees are getting in on the action to to do good as well, and they're volunteering their time to refurbish computers. Tell us about that program.
1: Yes, Goli. So that's a, a program we are really proud of. We have been doing it for some years now. And just to give you a background, so, you know, all our employees are equipped with uh, high-end computers because industrial applications are running on our computers. But after a couple of years, we replaced them. And what we saw that our computers, even if we are, are, you know, replacing for our heavy high-end applications, they are powerful enough to manage Applications which a normal person will use, like Microsoft Office or, or you know, emails and and, and surfing, etc. So what we do is these computers need to be cleaned up. They need to be reconfigured. So we have a volunteers program. About seven hundred fifty employees of Siemens Canada have volunteered in the past. So we come together, we refurbish these computers, and then we donate them. So we have donated around four thousand computers to date. And as this COVID crisis came in March. Since March, we've already done more than 500. I think there was a lot of 500. And then we did just recently 80 computers, which we donate to people and especially schools and children's because, you know, we started this program as access to technology and it very quickly changed into access to education because uh, you have also kids and, uh, you know, a child now going to high school or in school just cannot survive without a computer And not everybody in Canada has the ability, if you have three or four children, to give them uh, computers. So so it's a change to access to education. And so we are donating them through our partners like uh, United Way. And uh, I'd like to share that, you know, because this program we had to come together, we needed IT specialists, came also to a halt because of COVID, because we could not come together. And our facility in Peterborough they started an initiative. They said, you know, we will refurbish these computers at home. So all these computers were dropped at the people's homes and they together with the families refurbished them and they were picked up and they will be now donated to families in the Peterborough areas uh, who are needy and take
0: so a <laughs> bit. So I thought it's a, it's a good
1: and we want to we want to continue with that and, you know, provide this to to, to families who cannot
0: afford it. That's great. I mean, thank you to your employees for that as well. Let me ask a, a final question, uh, if I can. Again, you're part of a big global corporation. Uh, you interact with a lot of leaders. Tell me what you're learning about being a leader during a crisis.
1: So, Goli, this is a really good question. And, uh, you know, I I ponder on it also all the time. What have I learned from this? And I think the one thing I really learned about my organization is the resiliency. Of the people and our organization, our people stepped up in a way I I must admit I had not imagined, and and this is a very strong and I and I say I think we've come out of this crisis stronger than before. People stepped up, and despite you know the missing interaction, things are moving fast, and I think that's that's the first one lesson I I learned here. The second lesson which I I, I also learned for myself is. Uh, is communication is key. Communication with employees, communication with customers, especially at a time of need. And when I, uh, I focus towards our employees, you know, everybody is in a different situation. Some people are not used to living, or working from home for such a long period. They like interaction, they're extroverts, they're missing that. Some people have family issues, you know, somebody in the family is diagnosed with COVID. And this is the time now for us to, you know, really enhance the communication and talk to them. And I think the reason our people step up is active communication, which we do. Same with the customers. I learned that this crisis brought us together with people we were having in the past, formal communications today. I can have some personal communication because everybody's saying, "Oh, you know, I have elderly parents. I'm worried." So it's a little personal touch coming to it. Mm-hmm. So communication mm-hmm. is the second thing I learned. The other thing I really learned is uh, the technology which we already had at hand, mm-hmm. we were underutilizing it. Yeah, yeah. And, and this has been proven now uh, that it can do much more. So these are the three things um, uh, I have learned, and I feel these are important lessons which one learn and. And see and, and for me also been very important to to, you know, really put the people in in, in the front. Because when we yeah. say health and safety of the people are number one priority, putting them first is
0: also very, very important and uh, and I think it makes a difference. That's certainly another consistent theme throughout these podcasts. So thank you. Thank you for for being the leader that you are. Thank you for taking the time to share with us, uh, you know, the great work that Siemens is doing as an essential service uh, here in the country and around the world. And we appreciate you uh, sharing and uh, all the best to you and your your team. Thank you very much, Goldie, and all the best to you and, and your family and your team and uh, stay safe. Faisal Qazi is the president and CEO of Siemens Canada. If you would like to hear more of our conversations with business leaders about the COVID-19 crisis, you can find them all wherever you get your podcasts or simply go to our website, speakingofbiz.ca. That's biz with a Z. Until next time, I'm Goldie Hyder. Thanks for joining us.